Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. As it has been now for going on almost a year, we've been doing this whole like distance recording. And you know, Mr. Cash is over there through the computer. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? How's it going over there? It's going fantastic. How's it going for you? It is going pretty good. It is going pretty good. You know, just one of those days where I'm kind of in back to back land, but I like it. I feel productive, like I'm getting stuff done, and that's a good feeling. Yeah, productive is always good, man. It beats the alternative, man. And it has that good feeling, like, you know, like I just worked out kind of feeling, you know, it makes you feel really good about yourself. And it's very motivating, I think, anyway. It is. It is. You know, some weeks, just because of the way I structure things, maybe you're a little less hectic than others. But yeah, this week I was looking at my schedule going, man, I am just like back to back to back to back, which will feel really accomplished once I get to like, you know, Friday. But oh boy, I'm still in it at the moment. So we uh, we had to miss last week. You know, sometimes life happens and it felt like everything was spiraling around me. And, you know, this will just be my little quick PSA that, first of all, it is OK, no matter what your industry, whether you are a therapist or a coach or, you know, a professional of some sort, or maybe you stay at home with your kids and you, you know, that that's your profession, whatever it is. It is okay for you to not always be okay. And I am finding a really high prevalence of people, especially those of us that feel things deeply and care about others and want everyone to be okay, really hitting moments of struggle as of late. And so last week was one of those moments for me. I just hit a wall and... I, you know, I think I called you, Randy, and I was like, you know what? I can't. I just don't have it. All I want to do is lay in my floor and cry. And that is probably not going to benefit anybody. So why don't we just take a break? You know, I'm I, I'm the one that decides when we record anyway. So we're just taking the week off. So I appreciate you being understanding and letting me have that break and kind of meeting me where I am. You're welcome. But don't let it happen again. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> No, so we're going to kind of combine some things together. Last week's blog was actually on the fifth agreement, which we didn't get a chance to talk about in the podcast since we didn't record last week. And the fifth agreement is sort of interesting. So we've talked through the four of always, uh, excuse me, use your words impeccably, don't assume things, don't take things personally, and always do your best. I think I inverted two and three, but it's okay. The, the points are the same. The fifth agreement is one that says, be skeptical, but learn to listen. And the reason I like the fifth agreement is that, first of all, Don Miguel Ruiz that wrote these books, he had originally tried to present the fifth agreement as kind of a standalone thing a long time ago. And it didn't really, I think, resonate with people. And what's interesting is that this is a great example of someone that knew he had a great idea. He put a pause button on the one that wasn't landing the way he wanted it to. He went back to the drawing board and found a way to explain the other four. And then the way I see the fifth agreement is that he kind of wrote it, the book itself, as a filter for the other ones. So it's this idea that, you know, the the be skeptical, but learn to listen. So when we look at the first agreement of being impeccable with your words, listen to what someone is saying, but also listen to the message beneath the message. What are they really trying to convey to you? Are you are you taking what they say at face value or are you really, you know, being curious about it and digging into it? Even from the don't take things personally, trying to figure out like, okay. Am I taking something personally? Can I be skeptical and curious about my own feelings? Is there a way for me to question if I really am feeling what I think I'm feeling or if I am adding emotion to it that may not be serving my own greater good? And then looking at it through the the assumption, don't make assumptions. This idea that 
if I take something personally and then I make an assumption about what it means, am I really evaluating that assumption or am I just reacting to it as though it's truth? Am I giving myself a chance to really be curious and dig down into the depth of what it really means? What's it bringing up for me? What's it making me feel and think? And how am I acting based on that assumption? Part of the reason that I love the work of the four agreements and the fifth agreement is that it overlaps with that Brene Brown work that we talk about. This idea that if we can use our emotions as a roadmap to curiosity, to really dig into what it means beneath the surface. So when he says, be skeptical, I hear that as be curious. Not skeptical as in don't ever believe things, but skeptical in don't just take it at face value, really evaluate it and see what's beneath the surface. And then if you go back and look at the fourth agreement of always doing your best and also giving other people that same benefit of the doubt, it fits that too. It's just like the perfect filter to look at the four agreements that helps you filter out the information that you're taking in from the world around you. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to listen objectively. You know, I don't, I don't dismiss a whole lot if that makes sense. Like I might not believe everything everybody says. I try not to dismiss things. You know, I try to give somebody a, a moment or two at most to explain where they're coming from, you know, and uh, it, I try to listen objectively and I feel like I learn, even if I may disagree with that person or what we're talking about, I do feel like I learn at times when I do that. I think honestly, using skepticism and curiosity is a way to learn. Now, I think it can be taken to an extreme where now we're, we're so skeptical of everything that we're not even listening to reason anymore. So I think there's a balance. I don't think it's about, you know, completely just rejecting everything that someone says or does or believes. But I do think you're right. I think that, you know, if we can surround ourselves with other people that might believe and think differently than us, it does actually give us a, like a deeper understanding of who they are. It also allows us to get firmer in who we are to really, you know, flesh out the, well, what do I think about that? What are my opinions on that subject? Do I even have an opinion on that subject? And I think this idea of living a, you know, a, a curious life is a good thing because it means that you're constantly in the, the learning and seeking mode, at least to make sure you're understanding all of the things around you in, in the way that they're intended and in the way that works for you. Yeah, I feel like it helps to have a also a long, healthy life. You stay curious and you're always learning things. I've, I'm 51. I'm always learning new things at work here in my little home studio. I'm mm -hmm. always and I, I feel uh connected with everything if that makes sense you know because i know i have i have a purpose you know and i'm learning absolutely yeah i love how you said that because i think if if we got to a point where we have it all figured out then what would the freaking point be you know like what would the reason be to even wake up tomorrow if we knew all of the things and so i think that's sort of the beautiful but also sometimes complicated part of being a human is that because we don't have it all figured out it can be very overwhelming but it's all in how we frame it also because we don't have it all figured out we have the ability to learn new things and attach new things to who we are and really, you know, get to deeper levels of self-understanding as well as understanding other people in our lives. Self-understanding. That's the key right there. That's the key to everything. Like all the years we've been hanging out and all the self-help that I've been doing um, on my own with therapy when I went and just from hanging out with you, it's all about self-honesty, self-realization and starting with yourself. Be honest with yourself first. That's the key to everything. Mm -hmm. 
I, I don't disagree. I think that, you know, that's that self-awareness component and being able to really know yourself. And, you know, this actually leads into, so over the next coming weeks, we're going to be talking more about boundary setting and specifically how to set boundaries in relationships. Because I think it's one thing to set boundaries with people that we aren't connected to. You know, if someone asks us to, you know, do something or, you know, give in some way that we aren't we aren't willing or wanting to do so it's easier to say no to but i think sometimes what happens is that when we're when we're going through the four agreements and we're we're looking at all of these elements and we're thinking about okay so how does this show up well the next step is to learn how to set healthy boundaries because part of the self awareness thing is knowing what does and doesn't serve your greater good being able to say no to things that don't fit in alignment with who you are and and how you show up in the world it is okay to say no to things. It is okay not to live in people-pleasing land where we just say yes to everything because we don't want people to be mad at us or we don't want to let someone down. This doesn't mean from a boundary perspective that that's an excuse to just go be a jerk. It's not an excuse to be mean to people or bad to people, but it is a way for you to love yourself and other people really well. Because now, in addition to the four agreements, we're going to have some boundaries in place so that we're allowing ourselves to only say yes to the things that are in alignment with who we are. And we're, we're letting the rest of it kind of fall away, you know. And so as a recap, in case you've not caught some of our previous conversations on boundaries, and so you have a bit of an idea of where we're headed, there are seven basic categories that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what it means to have intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, material, money, and time boundaries. Those seven categories can be incredibly life-changing if you get a handle on how they show up for you. And the reason we're going to do them individually is that I feel like in the past I've tried to go through all of them in one episode, and it's such a deep topic. I mean, literally, we could do like seven episodes and then seven more and then seven more and probably still not cover everything. So we're going to try to get to as much as we possibly can over the next few weeks, but you know, it's definitely an interesting kind of combination of learning to live your best life, living by these agreements that can be so powerful, learning to set boundaries, knowing how you're showing up, and all of it comes back to self-awareness, self-love, self-care, all of those things, self-compassion, all of the things. Those are things I don't think everybody is always comfortable with, you know, being... Yeah knowing yourself and all the things that you just said that I won't repeat, it, it's really hard to do. And what, the, you know, what am I just going to babble on? Like we're doing sports radio again and just repeat what each other said. Remember that anyway, I don't want to lose my train of thought, but it's really hard and you have to develop a, how do I say it's like a relationship within yourself with yourself to learn how to be comfortable with the things that you just described. Absolutely. And so it's not just about setting boundaries with other people. It's also setting boundaries with yourself. Like, you know, an example that I'll give just real quick, because people always ask me what I mean. If I say I am only going to play on social media for an hour today, and I set that boundary and that guideline for myself, and then I don't adhere to it. It's not about be beating myself up and trying to make myself feel bad for the fact that I didn't kind of stick to the boundary that I set. But it is important to take inventory. It's important to be curious. It's important to be skeptical about that thing and really get clear about, well, what's the reason? Was there a reason? Was it a good reason? Is it a reason that I'm okay with? You know, that kind of thing. And so it's all about, you know, deeper levels of self-awareness. And I'm not one of those people that believes that you have to fix all of your things 
before you can go try and connect with someone else. In fact, I'm not even sure that that's possible because I think we're all constant works in progress. I don't think anybody is exactly where they want to be all the time every day. So I think there's a way to do these things simultaneously, working on relationships, working on self. But we do have to make sure we're mindful of both. We can't just focus on one. That's part of the human experience, though. You know what I mean? One of the Mm -hmm. many, 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 many things, man. And I will go back to your thing on boundaries. One of my favorite things in the whole world to say is no. Oh my goodness. I know. I know you are, you are very, you're very much better at that than I am. I think I am a kind of recovering people pleaser and have spent a lot of my life feeling like if I say no, that somehow I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or I'm going to, you know, they're not going to like me anymore. They're not going to want to be my friend anymore or whatever it may be. And what I've actually discovered is that giving myself permission to set boundaries has been one of the most powerfully transformative things I've ever done. And it's allowed me to feel like I have more to give back to other people when I am wanting to give it because I'm not depleting myself. You know, if you want to imagine your emotional self is kind of like a bank account, you know, it can have a positive balance. It can have a negative balance. It can be very bankrupt and overdrawn, you know, and the more that we put deposits into that account by doing some self-care, by setting healthy boundaries, by listening to what is and isn't in alignment with who we are, the more congruent we're going to feel and the bigger positive balance we're going to have in that account, which then lets us have more to give to others in our lives. So it's kind of this thing where it feeds itself. But if we get out of whack, it really doesn't feed itself. It, it, it creates more, more struggle than it does anything, you know? So taking back the power, you know, like if you just said, if your emotional bank account is in the, in the negative, you can replenish that. It, mm-hmm. it, you, you might feel down, but you can do it, man. Take the power back, mm-hmm. dude. Absolutely. You know, and so from my perspective, I'll kind of circle back to where we started. I know we got to wrap up here in a second, but a week ago, I was feeling really down on myself. I was really at my wits end and just felt like I had hit a wall and I wasn't really caring for myself the way I needed to. So not only did I listen to myself and take a break from the things that were causing me overwhelm, but I decided, you know, I haven't gone to see a therapist myself in quite a while. It's probably been like seven, eight years since I had a regular recurring appointment with a therapist. And I thought, you know, what? It's okay to ask for help. So I'm going to take a page from my own, you know, my own book and reached out to someone that is skilled at helping with some of the things I struggle with. And just after having one session last week, it, I I feel world's better. Am I, am I cured? Is it wonderful and magical? No, that's not how it works. But do I feel like I have someone else holding space for me in a way that is therapeutically helpful? Also, yes. And so I think that's the goal is, is learning to listen to what you need. And I kind of took that fifth agreement and really made it really, 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 really positive and powerful in my own life. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the coming months bring as I continue to reset and replenish my own accounts. Y'all just need to be like me and get you a BFF. That's a therapist slash life coach slash guru. And you're, you'll, you'll be good. And I, and I, I take that as a supreme compliment. Absolutely. And so thank you. If people do want to uh, maybe have a, what do we call you? A comedy life coach? That's what we'll call you. Uh, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? On the Instagrams at our cash comedy. That's where my shenanigans be. Thank you. All your shenanigans. Okay. Hey, and I have to say, thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. I, um, I used to laugh because you would always forget. And I think you told me you put it in your phone. So, hey, you remembered and it made me feel oh so special. So thank you. Very welcome. <laughs> I am now level 37 
uh, for anybody that's keeping score. And I have made it a point that I will always embody the age that I am because I want to be grateful for where I am in life. So there you go. That being said, if you do want to follow along with what I've got going on, go to lindsaywalden.com. All of my info is there. You can read past blogs. You can listen to past podcasts. You can download my free relationship communication guide. Coming soon, there will be a lot more information about how to take part in my workshops that will be some links there for you to click on and, and learn more about those. They're hopefully going to be launching here this month. So just stay tuned for that. If you do want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. On TikTok, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. And on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts, or you can also search by my name. I do thank you for tuning in again this week. Until next time, keep living your best life and building that relationship of your dreams. And we will be back next week with more.